Hello, I'm Eric Nance, and you are listening to episode 11 of the R Weekly Highlights podcast for issue 2020-43, released on October 26, 2020. This week's issue is curated by Miles McBain, with help from the R Weekly team members and contributors. Throughout this current year, the global pandemic of COVID-19 has brought time series data, or a series of data points ordered in time, to the forefront of today's news. Within R, the workflow of time series data analysis gained a tidy approach, beginning with the excellent T.S. Sibyl package authored by Eero Wang, Rob Heideman, and Mitchell O'Hara-Wild, released in early 2018. Many excellent packages building upon the tidy workflow and time series analysis have been created by the community, and one of those packages was utilized by Nick Tierney in our first highlight today. Nick is a lecturer at Monash University and author of the highly regarded Narnier and Vizdat packages. In a recent blog post, Nick illustrates how R can accomplish a tidy analysis and summary of the 7-day and 14-day rolling averages of COVID case numbers, starting with a friendly scraping of the data from the COVID Live AU site based on the Polite R package. After a small bit of cleaning, Nick converts the data to a T-Sybil object and shows how the new slider package authored by Davis Vaughn allows for a simple derivation of sliding rolling averages over the month of October and directly feed each of them to ggplot2 for a quick yet intuitive line plot of these rolling averages for Australian COVID case data. This post only scratches the surface of the capabilities offered by the slider and TS Sybil packages, and you can check out additional resources on these packages in this episode's supplement links in the show notes. Visualizations and data analysis have always been one of the most powerful techniques for communicating insights and trends. But there are no rules that say a data visualization must always be produced for a technical problem to solve. Many times visualizations can be used as eye-catching art, too. In our next highlight, Associate Professor of Mathematics Esteban Moro extends one of his major research endeavors for creating map art based upon publicly available spatial data and visualization with ggplot2. In his comprehensive blog post full of detailed explanations and plots, Esteban starts by importing street and boundaries data for Boston, where he is located, with the OSM data package as a front-end to open street maps, and builds upon this foundation with geographic polygons obtained by the Tigris package for the various islands and bodies of water. To give it a personal touch, he imports his own mobility patterns around the city from Google Location History and shows the code needed to convert the raw JSON to the routes he used to explore the city. Unfortunately, R does not come with the capability of producing the actual canvas print of such a great piece of data art, but you can at least obtain the high-resolution image file and find an appropriate printing service so you you too can impress your friends and family with your data art skills. Sticking with the spatial theme, our last highlight for today is a testament to how open data sources and the tools for spatial analysis and visualization in R can help illustrate data-driven points to plan for unexpected events. 
Earlier in August and September, the Sahel region that marks the eco-climatic transition area between the Sahara and Sudanian savanna in Africa experienced torrential rain, causing significant flooding along the Niver River. While spatial data sources such as the aforementioned OpenStreetMaps and general geographic data are well known in the spatial community, other data sources specific to plant growth and rich images of land and water are also available. Statistical consultant and co-founder of the Stats4D project, Amadou Dicko, has written a completely reproducible analysis to assess the flooding in the Sahel region with a blend of tidyverse data processing and importing Sentinel-S2 satellite imagery data for quantifying water body levels in this region. Much like other excellent highlights we mentioned in the spatial domain, Amadou gives a step-by-step walkthrough, complete with example code to visualize the flood extents in isolation, along with the population densities within the flooding region. As the world experiences many different meteorological events, this post illustrates the power of open source tools like R and these rich data sources for creating data-driven assessments that could be a powerful first step for preparation and quantifying the impact across multiple factors. And those are your R Weekly Highlights for today. This issue is yet again another awesome collection of great package highlights, updates, resources, and tutorials. You'll see additional highlights such as classifying images with the torch package, looking at new data sources for tracking soccer data, and additional analyses in the time series data realm with weak seasonality. The R Weekly team is looking for additional curators to join our awesome group. And if you'd like to be a part of it, just head to our website at rweekly.org for the complete details and links to additional information if you'd like to join this group. Have a great week, and we'll be back with another batch of our weekly highlights next week.